Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey everybody, welcome to The Roundtable, episode number 50. So you are going to notice some changes. So we have moved studios. Yeah, we are downstairs. Is that what we're in a studio? We should call it. I like it studio. No, I know. Yeah, but this won't be forever. This is just because they're in the process of getting stuff together. But I know, but this is going to be the new studio. Yes, the new yeah, studio Yeah, so like the new forever. place where Nick gets to live the rest of his life. Yes, wow. in the rest heaven, of his life. Right? Yeah, like his Nick's lair. Yeah. You know, so if you walk in, yeah, this there's going to be like 25 TVs mounted around here. And yeah, so anyway, we're in a new place. We've moved. So we only have one camera today. Right. So Ooh. if you didn't notice this before, Nick, the, the ultimate production guy, always has three <laughs> of them going. But today we got to make sure that we look at just one. So right. again, thanks everybody for joining us. Just give you an idea what the round table is. So the round table is an opportunity for us to get together to be able to talk about or continue the conversation from Sunday morning because that's always a uh, thing that we want to do. We know that Sunday morning is not good enough, so we want to continue the <laughs> Why Not good slap? enough? No, I mean from the point of nobody remembers. Right, well yeah. that's true. Right, like if you interview anybody that listened to the Sunday morning message, they'll be like I bet like she my, wouldn't. No, like I bet my, Sarah wouldn't. Like I Brady. All things. Like Brady, you know, when he <laughs> that's said. That's true, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I bought my gutting knives yeah, and canning supplies, fun. right? Like that's what you remember from the message. You put in all this thought, you preach for 45 minutes and somebody walked away with, I had to buy gutting knives and cans. But she wasn't, or he wasn't the only one. You know, Courtney <laughs> leaned to me after you said that on Sunday and I can't remember. She went out and bought something. I don't remember what she oh, bought. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, no, like I had people yeah. coming up to me afterwards like, this Sunday said, hey, like after last week, I went out and got supplies for a garden. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's positive. Hey, you're just helping everybody. Yeah, exactly. where they need to Helping be. everybody take their next step. Exactly. Towards right. gardening. Towards gardening. <laughs> Towards, gardening. <laughs> Towards hunting. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so we want to continue the conversation, but then also get to know people, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so awesome about what Jenny has transformed our roundtable to make sure that we have uh, guests on every week. We and do. Pretty impressed. Like you I get are? this. Well, like I don't know how any technology works uh -huh. and so you know how you put in notes yeah on you your phone and me? computer so I thought, oh she just give me every time somebody updates it it comes and pops up like yeah. i didn't know that Wait, was a thing what do you mean it pops up on your phone like yeah. a notification yeah a notification mm -hmm. that says you just updated the note Holy crap, oh, and you you've didn't been even getting do that a ton of notes. You didn't do that on purpose? No. <laughs> I thought Jenny was no. special oh. and knew yeah, all these special cool. things. Like, yeah, you got this note, and when it's shared between people, yeah, when somebody does something you every on time. It. You a notification every single time. Yeah. Like, yeah. every single time I change the font, the color. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know, but maybe. Well, no, just when okay. you type something. Okay, that's good. And you, you click save, it'll uh -huh. go. Boof, and it came wow. up, and it'd be like, yeah, went on there. So I was like, interesting. Jenny is so awesome. She knows all these technological things. Even though I didn't know that. amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> I knew how to share it. But anyway, yeah. we got guests booked out till September. I don't know. The is, middle of September. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. So if you yeah. want to be a guest, make sure you get a hold of Jenny. You have a lot of time to yeah. think about it. Right. But we can get you plugged in there. <laughs> right. And we'd love to have you because, again, that's what makes the podcast special. Yeah. Exactly. Having guests on, getting to know people, mm -hmm. uh, getting to know their story. And so that we not only get to know their story, but also perspective, right, yeah. on how things are going. And so anyway, so we want to start off with, we started talking about kind of the format, you know, what are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. What are we going to talking about? And we, this is so fun. Like any of our guests will love 
this new dynamic we got today. Yeah. So we were talking about, we should talk oh. about current events. Why do you do that? <laughs> we always do current events. No, I know. But the way that it happened today uh-huh. is it was like hilarious. super amazing. So funny. Jenny's like, I got so much. I'm so glad we're going to talk about it. I do, it. though. So then I asked the question, what do you got? It's up there somewhere. So this has been 15 minutes of talking. <laughs> Jenny still doesn't remember, but Sarah, who sits by a police scanner all day and listens yes. to all of the yes, current events. Yes, she does. Events. No, I'm just no, married to one. No, but she is, like, have a lot of current event knowledge. I do. Which is impressive. Very like, knowledgeable. She starts rattling them off. Jenny, 15 minutes <laughs> later, is like, I still can't remember, which is funny, right? Because people who watch yeah. our podcast will be like, this is why we love Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's just how your mind works. And 20 amazing. minutes into Thank it, you'll you. be like, I got it. I, I got know. it. Exactly. We'll be, moved on to, we'll be moved on to a it's new It's up subject. there somewhere. I just got to get it. Right. So this takes time. Yeah. Since you don't have anything, right? Well, I have one thing. Okay. So this lady... Her name, I don't know. But she ran 104 marathons continuously within, like, every day she ran a marathon, she broke the world record. That sounds terrible. But she is an amputee, so she was... Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. That's amazing for her. 104 days of a marathon Did you find this on the same website that you found that Florida was the number one capital for tornadoes? No, I've been following her every day on um, (laughs) Instagram. You know, because not all the information but you read is But this is true. correct. Okay. This is correct. Every single day she ran a marathon. Every single day. And she broke the record? And she broke the record. Every That's day. Awesome. 26 miles. 20, 26.2. 26.2. You wow. were good. Every <laughs> single day. day. 26.2. Yeah, she went through I can barely one run. For 100 days. For You no. I can barely run one. One so, mile. One, one mile. marathon. Yeah. One marathon. No, one mile. <laughs> no, one mile. Well, yeah. I could do one mile. Though. Some of it. us are made to run. Some of us made her not to run. I elliptical. Yeah. yeah, she likes elliptical. I hate the elliptical. I hate the treadmill. I'd rather wa- run running. a marathon than I hate running. The I would rather elliptical. I want to run is I'm chasing you down to knock your head off. <laughs> or That's get chased by a bear. <laughs> or the cops. Or a race that Jenny never did. Right? What? We'll yes, that. we did. Did I beat you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to make sure everybody heard. My that. hip hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we got to try. It was a good excuse. You said you were faster than me. Yeah. And you're not. Yes, you're I am. I'm 50 years old and I, I can still beat you. I have a um, disability. A hip disability. <laughs> a brain disability. No, well, oh. that too. But my hip. Okay. I okay, can't. so current events, somebody current ran. Events. Sorry. Yes, 26. But then we had Sarah, who's like full of current events. Yeah, she has. Oh, a I'm yeah, so, so tell full us of them. about. Yeah, okay, so the first one that I talked about was today. Um, the Supreme Court's uh, draft got leaked via Roe v. Wade. Um, so let's, I just uh, when they did say that, like somebody just leaked it, meaning somebody called the press and said. Like I, I think one of the, the what they believe has happened is okay. one of the staffers okay. for the Supreme Court justices let it out. Went ahead and let it yeah. out. Right. Wow. So they leaked it, and what they're leaking is, or what they're saying is, is that they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade and make it a state's decision. Right. The whistleblower. The whistleblower. I do know that. What? The whistleblower is somebody that gives Leaks secret yeah. information. That they're called a whistleblower. Whistleblowers. Oh my yep. gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Why'd you right. say "Oh my gosh" and give like, me that know. look? It's just a very common term. I mean, even Jenny oh, yeah. knows like, it. People talk about that all the time. Whistleblowers. whistleblowers yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you've listened to police scanners all day. That's true. <laughs> you should start doing <laughs> or, this. Great or hobby. watch the news. No, listen, I didn't watch the news. And then again, I thought, I, sh- I actually should pay attention to current events. So now I actually go on my Apple News app and read. See, there you go. There you go. A couple yeah. of in the morning. I watch the Today Show every morning. Yeah. 
Oh, jeez. Nice. Because my son Finn really likes the um, theme music. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah, he dances. That's, That's hilarious. So anyway, with Sorry. that, here's the thing with that. So you said after that, so it's going to be up to the state's decision. Yeah. And some of the states have already decided that. Some of the states have said if they do decide this, that because it hasn't been officially decided. Right. It's just a draft of their decision. Right. Um, so some of the states have decided that if that decision is made, they will make um, abortion illegal. Wow. Right. So if that in happens. Some, in some fashion. Right. Yeah. And so then if that happens, this is the other thing that I said, like, this is the current news that I know is mm -hmm. so that, you know, it tends to be every time that there's a decision that the left or big business disagrees with. Right. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Okay. If it's disagreed with, they, they try to throw power into it to try to change people's mind to be able to get to it. So in it today, they had, uh, that Amazon put out, whether they put it out again, like wrote it out or just somebody yeah, said it from tweeted the top. it or yeah, something. whatever they said they said if you're working for amazon in a state that has made abortion illegal we will pay for your transportation or whatever it takes for you to go to a state to get an abortion that is you know in a state where it is legal right? so, so wild yeah and what i said is is that so you know we've been having this big discussion like for when companies do these things what should be our response mm -hmm. right? right so companies that are Making decisions to enslaving kids, right. or companies that are making decisions that are detrimental to what's happening. How should we respond? Mm -hmm. Now think about this: What happened to be so? These people that are saying, "Hey, we should, we should boycott now," right? Netflix because I think that was brought up. Wasn't uh -huh. it? Yes, yeah. yeah, like boycott Netflix because of cuties. Mm -hmm. Was mm -hmm. that the yeah. yes? Yeah, you know. And do you realize that Netflix is losing tons of people? Are they mm -hmm. because yeah. of it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because of that. Well, it, there's many facets, but yes, Netflix is losing subscribers. Wow. Yes, lots of subscribers. It's going down. So anyway, Imagine so this whole Amazon. idea: should we push back and use influence? You know, our mm -hmm. influence and say, okay, so if. Amazon's going to say, like, this is our stance, which is pro-abortion. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Should we, as a Christian society, say, okay, we're going to push back and say, okay, so then we're not going to buy from Amazon. What are your thoughts, Jenny? I mean, that would be the right thing to do. I definitely but think so. But it would so. be completely impossible, and you're never going to do it. I mean, it would be hard. It would be very, very hard. I've become very addicted to Amazon. Which would probably be a good thing. I was driving today, and after we had that conversation, I was like, I actually should probably just stop having it. Well, I mean, it's, that's a question. What do you think, Sarah? Well, that's the thing is, so, you know, it, it is going to be hard, especially in this time where, you know, it's hard to find baby formula, and it's hard to find. Yeah. And mm -hmm. But if you can go on Amazon and yeah. get that baby formula in two days, what are you going to pick? Right. The fact that your baby's going to eat or... The fact that they're doing that. And that that's the hard decision there. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's one of those choices that you have to make. And that if, if you do make that decision, just like, you know, if you buy Nike and they have child slaves, yeah. realize that that's the decision you're making. Right. But right. like I've said, one person jumping off Amazon ship, they're like, bye. Yeah, Don't right. need Nobody to see cares. you anymore. Yeah. Right. Nobody cares. But if, you know, 10,000 do, that's mm -hmm. a different story. Right. And I think that's also a way that people 
justify mm. like oh well it's i'm just, just one person yeah. right. i'm not going to make a big change right. but then and I it goes back how... to like the conditioning thing we're being conditioned mm. and if we keep like well i'm not going to do it because one person then we're letting that slide in like that's okay the next thing's going to be okay. Well, yeah, or just the whole thought of what should we stand up for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, should we? I mean, at what point do we finally say, you know, we need to stand up for something? Like, we should make a decision to stand up for something. Mm-hmm. And at what point does big business and big money and big politics and when does that stop ruling? Mm-hmm. Because it's too hard to go against it. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, so you and can't fight against it. It's going to take a lot of time. Right. Like you've said, like we can't stand up for every single thing in the planet. Right. There's only a certain amount of time that you have in right. a week, mm-hmm. you right. know, or in a day right. or in a year. Right. So deciding those, what is going to be your priority. Right. Right. But again, I think what you said is, is Amazon fits into the whole thing that we struggle with. Amazon it's no different than the convenience. Of yeah, everything, exactly. Right. Amazon has just made it convenient. Absolutely. Right? right. And you read Jeff Bezos book. And I've always said this. So I've read, you know, between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, you know, those two people together. I mean, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, personal money, you know, Phil McKnight from Nike, personal money. Jeff Bezos took all kinds of government bailouts mm-hmm. to get Amazon on over and over and really? over and over yes. again. That's the part that makes me mad about it. It's like everybody looks at Amazon and Jeff Bezos like, he's so great. He didn't, he got all kinds of government funding to be able to get this done. Wow. Like Elon Musk, Phil Knight, you know, Worked those guys, McKnight, they built Nike, mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk, you can say whatever you want, you know, about him. But at the end of the day, it was his personal money. Like, yeah. He did not wow. take money. And and he did build his own success. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where Jeff Bezos was propped up, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day and, and got all that done. So that alone makes me never want to buy anything from Amazon. Just that fact. Because the government built it, Well, I mean, just got propped him up and he never really had to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I get it. But like what I said, you know, if you're going to pick... You know, if my baby's going to eat and no, I can get I know. it here, no, you know, because that's the big thing right well, as a stay-at-home mom, right. is yeah. I drove to Fort Wayne, to Marion, just to find my kid's formula, right. and right. the shelves were empty, right. but I could go on Amazon and get right. it in two days. No, wow. Right. And again, I think it's just stuff for us to continue yeah, to think about. exactly. At the end of the day, this is the... This is the power struggle going on in the world, mm-hmm. right? And this yeah. is what's happening. And again, unfortunately, here's what's crazy. So supply chains break, right? That's mm-hmm. why it's not on the shelf. Yes, right? exactly. But how does Amazon get it before a grocery store? Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my point. So my yeah. point just is, is that what I don't like is it's conditioning us to be trapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're, you're going to be okay with being trapped mm-hmm. because it's convenient. It's there. It's a necessity. They're going to get first supply, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. grocery store is not going to get That's first, ridiculous. first supply yeah, exactly. formula. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and Amazon is it just, again, buying power, money, all of those things that go into it. And back to what you were saying, Jenny, that's what scares me the most, right? Mm-hmm. Because then they're in a position to manipulate what goes on. Right. 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 Because essentially we've just all said, forget the store. Right. They have everything we need. They have the power because we've given them the power. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so we have to just continue to think about what does that look like? What does it mean? And especially when they make decisions to say, hey, we'll help you get an abortion. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we'll help you get it done. You know, and so it's not even just saying which side of the street do we land on personally? You know, on where you land on abortion or don't land on abortion. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'll help you Mm -hmm. get an abortion. Yeah. I'll, I'll 
remove all of the obstacles right. from Like, you. go out of the way. Yeah. That's to, crazy. From, from getting involved. Well, and then, you know, if they're going to pay you, then you have a whole nother layer of... They're paying for they're it. They're paying for yeah. it. And that's a whole nother layer of, oh, uh, money is good, too, you right. know? Right. And it's a whole nother layer. Right. That brings in more arguments. Right. Right. But I do think as we continue to look at what's going on in the world, I mean, and, and it can go back to what we're talking about in Revelations, what mm-hmm. we're talking about science at the end of times, like all of the, a lot of these things are happening. It's just good to have discussion. It's not right. necessarily to say, look, the end is near, right? Mm-hmm. but it is say like, evaluate this from a bigger picture perspective. Like, instead of evaluating it on Amazon's the best thing ever because it's so easy and it's one-stop shopping, right? Because right. that's what Jeff Bezos was yeah. trying to do. Yes. We're going to get it all in. Amazon, the whole idea of Amazon is we're going to get it all into here. And and it has a, an effect on bookstores. And oh, yeah, That everything. was the first thing, right? It's like it had an effect on bookstores because nobody goes to the bookstores anymore. Right. And we're just making it good for people. And so everybody's celebrating the business side of it, mm-hmm. right? Right. People are celebrating business because nobody's going to bookstores anymore anyway right Right? like Mm -hmm. that was this whole idea i'm saying it look at it from a global perspective on what it does to us personally though like what does it condition you for what does it make it now that in this global economy and global world and in the essence of your example is a perfect example if amazon's the only one yeah. Who has baby formula. Yeah. What choice are you going to yeah. make? Yeah. And isn't that kind of what we're talking about in the whole revelation? Exactly. Thing? Yes. Is like, and so when you get to the place when scary. there is the choice, of right. feed my baby or go on to Amazon. Right. right. And we're like, well, it's a natural choice, right? The natural choice is you feed your baby. Right. Because it's not you. It's your baby. Right. Right. So that's my point. And then we're talking about someday in revelations, there's going to be this idea that it's going to be feed your baby. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the only way to feed your baby is going to be able to take the market. Right. 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 And so, again, we don't think about it, but I just say it's not like we're like, hey, Amazon's going to give you the mark of the beast. You know, I don't know. It sounds like it is. No, I'm just saying. But think about the perspective. That's all. Right. This is in a small scale perspective. Here's what we're saying. This in a in a it's just a purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. It's a support decision. It's a convenience decision. And it's a necessity. Right. Right. Then it will be a eternity decision. Right. Right. And so now. Again, and I, and I think it's easy for us to say, well, when it's an eternity decision, I won't make that choice. Yeah. Right. I'll right. But like out. you've said, this is the sm- a small scale right. and people mm-hmm. are having to make these choices. Right. And part of the reason, again, back to as a society, we've become very dependent. Yes. Right. Let's just be honest. I mean, we've become very dependent on and that very dependent on isn't any more 10 things. It's more like two. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So the channels are getting smaller. That's why I was saying the conditioning piece. The channels keep getting smaller. The choices become less. There is very few local things anymore that you can go to. It's mostly supported by big, Mm -hmm. you know, the the Walmarts, the Amazons, the Costco's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. Those are controlled, and it's going to be difficult to be able to get out there. So I just think it's good for us to continue to process 
you know, yeah. that of what's happening in current events compared to where we are in scripture and what we should be prepared for, or what should we be watching for and how does it affect us? Yeah. Right. And what should we do differently in that? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's go on. We have a couple questions before we get yes, going. We so a couple things that came on. So first of all, thank you to everybody who yes. sends yes. questions yes. in is on our YouTube. Yeah. Because yeah. that's part of continuing the conversation. So yeah. So we are going to share those with you guys. So we're going to start with the one that came from last week. Yeah, let's do that. So that was Jennifer's. And so it was a question that came on when we had texted to, for questions for the, either for Shane or for us, okay. but we didn't have time. So we are going to do it right now. Okay. Jennifer wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find it. Oh my gosh. And I really to need to. see your I, face, it's like you lost your whole train of thought. I, well, we're I going was to, looking uh, for it, but I was trying to. Continue to okay, talk. here's what we're going to do. Okay, okay so she had asked, what has the Holy Spirit asked you to do this past week? And did you listen or did you look away? If you listened, how did it turn out? So this is for everybody. I believe so, yeah. yeah do you have an answer right away that just pops yes. into your head? Do you yeah. really? Yeah. Okay, go. Well, because I was sitting on this question. Okay, go. So <laughs> I should have an answer. Okay, um, do you remember it? Yeah, I do. I wrote okay. it down. <laughs> okay, shoot. So um, funny thing is, so it, okay, so last week, that was like, or this week was last week, basically, because it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I was writing a post and I didn't know if I should put what I was putting and I just felt like I should. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then um, today when I went to Bree's thing, so Bree, who was on the oh. podcast before, yeah. I, Ali, I can never say her last name. Aguilar. No, you said it wrong too. But it doesn't she, matter. Right, it doesn't no, matter. Brie. Brie. So she um, gave a, just a, not a speech, but a sermon about testimony. And it was everything that I basically said in the post was mm. what she was like referring to. Mm. So it was just really cool to see that. Like a confirmation. That yeah. you listened and it was right. 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 Yeah. And she did amazing, by the way. Yeah. She I, spoke at chapel at HE. Yes. Right? It was amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I was like in tears. Were you really? Yes. She was, she was like walking around. She did um, Psalms 51 verse by verse. And then, so she read it first and then she did it. And then like towards when she was done um, explaining it, she made everybody in the audience close their eyes. And she was like, think of a time when... Um, Something has happened to you where you've caused pain or you've had pain and then you came to God for it. Hmm. So you're supposed to think of that as she read it again okay. with your eyes closed. Wow. Oh, it was wow. really neat. That is really neat. You put yourself, yeah, yeah, you put yourself in his shoes. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there amazing. anything for you? Um, actually, yeah. When she said this question earlier, um, I think the thing that the Holy spirit pulls me the most on is like talking to people out of the blue because Mm. I am not one of those people that are like, Hey, just thinking about you, how are you doing? Because I feel like I'm burdening people or Uh, annoying people, you know? And I just had this strong feeling that I was supposed to contact, um, a friend from college that, you know, the Holy spirit was like, just, just check in, Mm. just check in. And I was like, Mm, please don't make me do this. <laughs> so then, of course, I didn't um, because after three days, it's just like yeah. it, it gnaws, yeah. you know. Yeah. It just really after does. day after day, you're right. like, fine, I'll do it. Right. Um, so I did it, and she was actually going through a really hard time, and we talked on the phone for a while, and it was just, it was good because we hadn't talked in a while, and mm. and it was just 
it was good to kind of talk her through that. And mm. I just got done with a Bible study that kind of like slipped right in there. And I was like, Ugh, of course you're right, God. That's neat. <laughs> ah, you know, that, that, you know, those times in your life, they're like, fine, you're right. <laughs> right. Good job. Right. But so you had to, like what she was going through. Yeah. Was in and your I kind of connected, That's amazing. I connected it to it. And, um, so, and we were only on the phone for about 30 minutes, but it was only. a powerful 30 minutes, you know? Wow. I'm, I'm from a big line of talkers. Uh, so really? 30 minute conversation. 30 minutes on a phone? You yeah. can talk 30 minutes on I can. I can Jesus. talk for like an hour on the phone. What about oh four hours? How on long the have phone. you? Yeah, how phone. long have you ever been? Like, Ooh, what's your longest? I think my longest was like two and a half. On the phone? I've hours, been, yeah. Mine was like uh, four. I'm trying to end the conversation within a minute. Oh, same. Oh, wow. I'm like, can we just talk in person? We just text stupid me. phone. Here's part of the reason, because all my speakers are full of straw, dirt, and mud, <laughs> so I can't hear what you're saying anyway. <laughs> so, and That's a problem. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. like, can we just talk in person? Be yeah. way better. I hate I get this you. stupid phone. I also like to see their facial expressions. Yes. Yeah, to be able Say to them. Yeah, I'm not a phone that guy. That matters. I hate yeah. talking on the phone. I hate the phone. Yeah. Oh. In general. So... Okay. Try to call me sometime, you'll know. Yeah. I know. That's okay. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Yeah, So share. Mike's more of a, like, because, again, I don't know if her question was just directed in, like, hey, the Holy Spirit told you to do, and then you went and did. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's what it is. Mine's more of, like, a conviction or a mm-hmm. leading, you know, piece yeah. where I've been processing this whole idea of, you know, life church is growing. Yes. You know, and so there's a lot of things happening. And so one of the things that, Life Church has always been about, and we want to continue to be about is relationships. Mm-hmm. And the church grows, and as the church grows and things get busy, people tend to view people differently, especially on the inside. You know, on the inside mm-hmm. of a church, it's really funny because when you're a very small church, it's very relational, right? right. Mm-hmm. The staff is very relational. People mm-hmm. talk all the time, you see yeah. each other all the time. Then you grow a little bit, and then because we become really busy, you know, and so we have to figure out how to get a little bit more done. And so you just work on relationship when relationships more. But when the church starts to grow more, two things happen is is that I think people's view of other people changes to a certain extent, especially on the inside, whether it's staff mm-hmm. or volunteers or teams mm-hmm. is we see people as pawns and not as people. Right. You yeah. Know I mean? Because there's so much to get done. Right. And so we just like, who can do it for us to do what we need to do? And right. I just felt like we have to really push hard against that because I don't want to lead a church that way. Like mm-hmm. I no. don't want to be a church that even from a staff perspective that looks at other staff members as you're here for me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, we're, we're in this together. Like we all have a part in getting this done. And so, you know, sometimes in the tendency of being busy, like if somebody doesn't get something done, you know, or something doesn't happen the way it's supposed to, you tend to be like, Oh, that person. And you get mad at them. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? And I'm like, yeah, they're not a pawn. They're still a person. Yeah. You know, there's a reason behind all of exactly. it. And it's yeah. usually not because I just hate your guts and didn't want to do your stuff. Right. You know what I mean? There's usually stuff behind it. And so I'm, we have to make sure, and it starts with us as a staff, like we have to make sure that we're relational. We have to make sure that this doesn't become something where, because it's the other thing happens when you grow, everybody emails and texts and nobody Mm -hmm. talks. I hate it. Like, I'm just like, have a 10 minute meeting. Yeah. You know, sit down, walk into somebody's office and say something to them instead of be like, why send an email? And I got this response. And this is what I felt like you were saying in the response. Right. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not. The same thing that you were saying. Been there. I wanted to see their face. Yeah. Yeah. So my my point just is I don't like that. Like I would just much rather it be. And I think we're going to have to push against this, honestly, because the church is growing Mm -hmm. at 
somewhat of a rapid rate compared to yes. where we were exactly. six months ago. It totally and so it's is. it's easy to just be like, oh, it's so much easier just to send an email. So right. much easier just to send a it text. Is, yeah. It's so much easier to just be mad when somebody didn't get my stuff done. Right. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to go down. Well, it's that time management piece. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I feel this conviction that I need to make sure that my leadership creates opportunities to push against that and not towards it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think naturally, if it's just let go, we'll become a church of, you know, less relationships and more business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't want it. You know, well, I don't even want to lead a church that way, especially I don't want to be on a staff of a church that ends up that way. So my conviction was to say, what do I need to do? What do I need to be processing? What organizational structures need to change so that, yes, we're efficient. Yes, we get things done, but mm-hmm. you don't leave out the people aspect. Exactly. Yeah. We're in the people business. Yeah. So that's what it is for me. That's where I've been leaning into. So Perfect. What else? Okay. So um, we have a couple comments on... We'll just start with the ones on YouTube. Okay. Because there is a question on there as well. Okay. So. Which thank you, by the way, for commenting on our YouTube. It was amazing. We had great comments this week. Yay. So um, in regards to, because she answered the last question from Shane's podcast, Mm -hmm. which was um, people. Mm-hmm. Being in people's lives. Yeah. How do we how do, how do we get into be able to influence yeah. people's lives? Mm-hmm. So or no, it what no, that's not that was the wrong one, but I can just go there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Which, yeah. I was meaning something else, but oh, that works sorry. perfect. Okay. No, you're you're fine. It's me. All right. Lisa Pavey. Yep. Did I say her name right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. She said, I read something this week about being a wise woman. It said, You hang out with people like you, but you need a circle of wiser women in Christ to help you develop a better relationship with God. And you need a circle of people below your level of relationship to help them grow wiser. A friend of mine and I have been saying that for a while. We need to broaden our circle and it has changed us to see change. So she said it has changed us to see change. Well, that was difficult. So a lot of what was said today struck me the same. We have to share what we know about God and to find people to help us as well. It's amazing that every time that I listen to a sermon or a podcast, it feels like it is directed right towards me. Just my thoughts about this week's podcast. You know what I just thought I love about that. though, before we actually answer that question. So, you know, everybody's listening. I've heard people say this about the podcast. Mm-hmm. We get going and if they're listening, they're like, who's the guest? Really? Ah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> we just I'm did like, that. We just yeah, did that. Yeah. Cause we, I'm just thinking everybody's watching. And so they're seeing, yeah, Sarah and they've seen oh her. Oh my gosh. She is. So we got to do that. We will get to that question. Well, okay. question we got to make sure that We'll answer the question, but it's good for okay. people to know yes. who Sarah is, yes. the perspective in which she's coming from, what she brings to us. So, we totally dismissed yeah, you. Sarah, yeah, hey, it's I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, so it's tell fine. us a little bit about you. Okay, I'm Sarah Penny. Um, I uh, just was hired here part time. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, and I kind of helped children's ministry and Jennifer with just some kind of the administrative stuff. Um, 
my husband and I are from Michigan. Um, we came down here to study at HU. I studied elementary education. Did you guys make that decision together since you were no. dating when you were 15? We did not, actually. Okay. A lot of people wow. think we did, but we did not. Okay. I decided to go to HU. He followed. And he followed, but he was <laughs> yeah. he was actually going to, uh, he looked at Yale um, Hillsdale. I told you he's an egghead. Love him. <laughs> Holy crap. He's an egghead. He was looking at Yale, Michigan, Hillsdale, but he never really felt like he could fit in there. Mm. Um, and so he came and visited me one time and he was like, this school's pretty cool. I'll go here. Um, but it was never a decision that we made together. It was, we very much wanted the Holy Spirit to guide us where we went. So, um, and then I studied elementary education. I taught for five years at Blackford County Schools. Wow. As a third grade teacher. Blackford County. Yes. Isn't that Columbia City? No. <laughs> it's Wilma County. Never mind. It's they're okay. right mind. next to each other. They're, they're, I, they're they are, though, right? No, no they're oh, literally. Never mind. But that's okay. Blackford County is... 45 minutes south. Got you. Yep. Gas City. Uh, Harvard oh, City. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's close um, to Columbia City. It really is. They all really have close. cities in You it. just take the same road. Yeah. Straight. Basically. You just take it and keep going. No. Um, <laughs> so, Wait, are you... Are you um, oh, my gosh. Are you, Is your husband a year older or a year younger yeah, than you? A year younger okay. than I am. Okay. Okay. So... Um, Robbing the cradle. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering because you said that he had visited you. Yes. Okay. He is a year younger than me. Gotcha. He's robbing the grave. Yeah. I'm robbing yeah, the grave. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, so... Uh, worked there for five years and then not January, but the January before I was pregnant with my son, Finn, who's nine months old and a cutie patootie. So cute. <laughs> so cute. He's so photogenic too. Yes, I know. <laughs> I took great pictures of him. He's so great. Um, I just was getting this feeling from the Holy spirit that I was done teaching and I was kind of like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I just yeah. invested five years of my life and my family's time and my time and into this profession that takes a lot out of your life. Yeah, yeah it does. And you're telling me that I'm supposed to walk away from that. And so for a good two months, I was like, <laughs> no. Right. And right. then, um, and then I kind of, I had a conversation with my mom and she's like, yeah, that happened to me once. And I was like, of course it did. <laughs> and, um, she's like, just go with it. And so Chris and I talked about it for a while and we decided that I was going to take a year sabbatical. We're like, you know what? If something shows up in that year, then great. Right. And I was like, Okay, it's the best of both worlds, you know, controlling yep. the seat half cheek, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to be a mail carrier? Like they make nineteen dollars an hour. Oh my gosh, I would love to do that. Like I could walk <laughs> around and lose Lord. some weight. Yeah, like, you get so many steps. In you the so sun. many steps. Sun. You're in the sun. Yep. You you know don't have to Dogs. talk to anyone. And you're in the winter and Dogs. in the snow. I know. So that's not bad. Bit by I wasn't thinking about that, Mike. Oh, I was just okay. thinking about the weight yeah. I would lose. From animals don't bite me. Got it. Um, and then I was like, maybe a bagging person at the grocery store and my husband was like stop it <laughs> the right thing is coming and um and then um, about a couple months ago um I was called and to be a children's minister somewhere else and I was like no I really I don't think that that's where I'm supposed to go like life church is my church like I do not get this feeling that I am supposed to go somewhere and my husband's like but 
you would get paid. And I was like, I know, but I'm telling you, I don't think we're supposed to leave Life Church. Was the year up yet? At what? this point, because the said year was going to be up in May. Okay. So, oh wow. Yeah, it was getting close, and that's so cool. Yeah, and so then um, Evie approached me and was like, "Hey, I'm leaving. If you want to take this job," and I was like, "Okay." And so I sat there <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I haven't heard anything." And I was like, and I got this strong feeling that I was supposed to email Mike about like why I wanted to be here, and if you know me. Like confronting people and being like, I'm cool. Hire me. <laughs> yes. Like I'm supposed to be here is literally the most like selling yourself, selling myself. Oh, I hate, that. I yeah. hate it. And I, uh, and I just kept getting this strong feeling. And Corinne was like, just email him. You like, he won't see your face. Just email him. And I was yeah. like, so it's still awful. It's still awful. And so I, and I typed the whole email and I hit send and I cried. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so, and then Jennifer approached me a couple weeks later and was like, I would really like you to come on. And so. Well, let me explain this. Oh, I know. Because did you reply? I only saw my side. Yeah, no, the behind the scenes part of it is really cool. Well, did you reply? Well, he did. For, I, yeah, but the it was a couple. Day, I was wow. gonna say it was a day. Later. No, it was the next morning. That's, I was shocked. That's yeah, still no, amazing. I mean, because I got wow. it and then I prayed through it and then had been again processing this whole idea of this is the way Life Church has always been, and we're really passionate about this, and so. We've never really hired from the outside ever. Yeah. Like we've never brought anybody in from the outside. And part of it is because we just believe in this whole like culture thing, like mm-hmm. knowing the culture and that we are very adamant about people who will listen to the Holy Spirit and follow, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, Evie had approached me before you had ever sent me the email and yeah. said, Hey, this is where Sarah's at. And I'm like, well, again, in my mind, I'm thinking one, I don't know you that well other than mm-hmm. I married you and I yep. see you. I didn't marry you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mar- married Mar- my husband and I. Yes. And then, you know, we see you, but don't have a lot of interaction. Don't no. really know, you know, your personal journey, your story mm-hmm. or any of those things. And Evie's just like, I'm going to be done. She's in there. She's a great volunteer, which just to be honest, didn't intrigue me. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, yeah. One, she came from a teaching role. I mean, how do you fit that into a part-time role? Because that's where Evie was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were still trying to figure out this journey of like full-time, part-time, you know, we want to go full-time, but then we also want to expand and we don't really know where we want to go. And so anyway, long story short, so we're sitting there talking through it. I responded, said, Hey, we're going to pray through it. I think something like that. And then I'll get back with you. I didn't get back with her for like two weeks and a half, two weeks. (laughs) The worst two weeks. I know. It was the worst two weeks of my life. And I'm sitting there through this whole time having conversations with people. Right. At that point, because I don't think it said this in your email, maybe it did, that you had been on this journey. Yes. Right? I don't know if the whole email explained no, it, it as didn't. much as I heard from other people then yeah. of like, well, this is the journey she's been on. This is how she's been listening to the Holy Spirit that she turned down, you know, something in another church and this whole like, so I'm just like, huh, God must be doing something. So I just said to Jennifer, like, I don't really know what we're doing. It doesn't matter. Just offer a job. Mm-hmm. So, because that's, that's cool. what we're looking yeah. for. Like, mm-hmm. We're looking for people who get... And understand, because at the end of the day, we can put titles behind anything. Yeah. Like, right. I don't really care. At the end of the day, if somebody's listening and somebody's passionate and somebody's going to take leaps of faith like that, God's going to open up doors here wherever he wants to open them up. Mm-hmm. Right. Children's 
youth, children. I mean, yeah. you could, it could be things we've never even done. Yeah. Right. right. Like we could be doing things in children's mm-hmm. that we've just never done. Right. So I said, bring her on. Let's try to keep her busy for whatever we have. But then let's keep talking about what we always do. What's the Holy Spirit saying? Yeah. How are you feeling? Which way are you to lean towards? What are you passionate about? Because it's really hard to do that until you're on. So, yeah, I mean, I exactly. just think it's yeah. a cool part of your story because what sold me the most was just this fact of the obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like this obedience to just say, I don't really know, but I don't really care. Yeah. I'm just going to take steps. And I just think that's an uncommon trait. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not, let's not like undersell, like oversell it here. Was it scary? Yes. Did I question my decision every single day? Right. Yes. Especially like at the beginning of the school year when everyone's like first day of school and I'm like, we have no money. You know, I mean, but that's natural and that's natural. And like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, they followed and it was so easy for them. And it's like, no, 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 no. No. Like for a year I was sitting there going, did I just ruin everything that I had built my life up for five years? Isn't that amazing though? We can do things out of faith, but then in the meantime, completely like think it's the worst idea. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I said when I was hired on, like, I was like, I can't believe that this is actually happening because if you would have told me a year ago that this was going to happen, I would have literally laughed in your face like right. Sarah did to, to yeah. Abraham. Like, I right. literally would have. But I think the other Trust cool me, part girl, of it is, and this is what I thought about even in this process, the other thing that I really respected about you in this whole process is that you worshipped while you waited. You know, the whole, yeah. like, uh, it's Maverick City song. Mm-hmm. You yes. heard the Maverick yeah. like, worship while you wait. Mm-hmm. And so you served... You loved on kids. You did. This is the thing people miss. Like, I still say people miss this. When it comes to, you know what, I'm praying, I'm hoping, I'm trusting, but at the same time, I'm walking. Mm -hmm. And you did it. Like, in the process, you just didn't sit around saying, I'm going to sit in my house until somebody tells me what to do. Mm -hmm. You're out there worshiping while you're waiting on that answer. And I just think that's such a cool, to me, that was the other attractive part. Here's somebody that's like, it's hard, right? Like mm-hmm. you're walking this journey and you're volunteering yeah. for what you used to get paid to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, by taking care of kids yeah. and helping in the children's ministry and doing all this stuff. And you, but you're still worshiping in it. You're happy. You're joyful. You're doing it. You're not asking for anything. It wasn't like, hey, I'm doing this with an ulterior motive. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's my point. Like yeah. the point of it just is that it, it's hard to find people that can have that, which just proves to me that. What the future of what you have is special, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're being that being at that place just shows that God then can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Right. And that's cool. And that's the thing is I really like I was a good teacher. I'm not going to toot my own horn there, (laughs) but I mean, it's a hard job. And I remember there were some days that like I would be crying and saying, you know, I'm done. I'm done. And my husband would be like, no, there are better things. I know there are better things. Keep going. And I think that's the hard part is people always see the end result. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, they did it. I can do it. It's like, no, there were many tears. There was many fears. There was many, didn't mean that to write. But there was lots of praying. There was lots of doubting. There was lots of all the emotions you could Mm -hmm. possibly think of to get to this place. And did I want to give up every single day? Yes. But that's the hard part. Right. Right. And you're showing again, what people lack again, generation. I think this whole idea, everybody wants instant gratification. I took the, I took the leap. I quit my job. What's next. Right. Exactly. So just that whole idea that you went through that journey. And and again, that's part of it. There's, Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of fear, and there's a lot of stuff. But again, the difference is, is how we respond to all of it. Exactly. And you responded in a way that that's what I was saying. You worshiped mm-hmm. in that way. And I'm not saying you were like joyful every day. No. But worship isn't always being joyful. Right. Right. You know? It's also lamenting as yeah, well. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Like, that's what I'm saying. In all of that, it still went to him. Yeah. Right. You're, I'm still yeah. trusting you. And I just think that's a great lesson for our audience to mm-hmm. learn because. For God to use us, we got to get to a pl- that place at some point. Yeah. But at some point, we've got to get to the place that says, "All right, we're, we're going to go ahead, and we're going to, you know, we're going to get it done. You know, we're going to take a leap, and we're going to trust." And timing isn't always the same. No. Our timing, Holy Spirit timing. So right. that that's awesome. I love that. And again, excited about. Oh, and this is this is what I say all the time. And I said this in you know our directors meeting the other day. I'm really excited about. It's the same thing that happened with Jenny. Like almost every person's story here is the same. Yeah. Nick came on as a small group leader. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just Pretty amazing good. to see what he's doing today. Right. Yeah. Right? But he took a leap element. of faith. Like we didn't really have a job for him. We were just like, hey, Nick's awesome. So (laughs) let's just bring him on and let's try to figure out at the end of the day, what are we going to do and what's God going to do? And I think we went through, I don't know how many different things for Nick, (laughs) right. To finally land in the place where, you know, and the same with Jenny, Jenny came on with an idea, but at the end of the day, she's found her sweet spot, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what I told her when she was trying to figure out what do I do? And, you know, I was hired for this and I'm like, I don't really care. That was bad. (laughs) That was a bad time. But I've never, those things have never bothered me. I don't know what people are hired for. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just so cool because I never felt such like, kind of like you, like I had my mind set up on where, where I was going and what I was doing, even if I was fired or like not got, like it didn't get the job. I still had my mind set up that I was moving Mm -hmm. and to completely change it to come back here. Like, Mm -hmm. even though I hadn't left was only God because I could not, I'm very headstrong. Right. (laughs) No, but the same concept is, is that. Creating environments for the Holy Spirit to work, right? Exactly. I think yeah. that's it's for us and it's for organizations. We just got to create environments that are open to it, you right. know, and to just say nobody has all the answers. Just like now, are you doing completely what you want? No, but at the end of the day, that's where we just believe when God works and we trust, it'll go to wherever it needs mm-hmm. to be, and it'll work out. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, with that. Let's go into the question. So now everybody okay. knows Sarah, knows, knows her me. background, yes. knows where she's at. Let's let's go into the question and and answer that. So the question essentially was, we talked about this idea, if you're going to reach people, you got to expand your circle. Oh, yes. Right? And yes. so maybe, again, we can elaborate on that a little bit of like how important it is, one, to have a group of people. Maybe you can describe that. Jenny, do you mm-hmm. have that? Like, what? do you have this solid group of two or three that you can meet with and um, they're going to keep you accountable? For and, the most part, yeah. yeah. And so then, Sarah, do you have the yeah, same thing? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We have that small circle. Mm-hmm. Mine's pretty small. I have about one or two people. <laughs> That's you know, kind of how it should be. But at the end of the day, that then, should be. Yeah. And then there's this idea that naturally what happens is we surround ourselves with people who are like us. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Christian, you tend to surround yourself with other Christian people. Right. Right. Or tend to have the same Christian values. Mm-hmm. So what we were saying in the podcast with Shane was, well, you stop that circle, then how do you reach anybody else? Yeah. Right. And so I think what Lisa was saying mm-hmm. is, hey, we have to think about how to expand that circle to be able to reach other people right. that's outside of our natural environment. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we do that? And how do we, you know, make that circle bigger? I think is like 
I don't know if you want to weigh in or not, we, or we can just say we mm-hmm. should all do it. You know, I don't know if you have. Well, we should all do it, but I think going into different places that you normally don't yeah. go to. I mean, that's the only way you can get out of either your comfort zone or mm-hmm. where you're used to going. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Go- volunteering at things that you would never think of, mm-hmm. you know, doing chains at the football game. Yeah, I agree. You know, just any of those things, any of those things. Right. But I think because of covid people are scared to go out they're like i like my house that was fun mm. you know yeah and you know i even like we got with used that. to we it got, we got i mean it was nice to stay home watch mm. netflix do work on your computer but yeah. you know you didn't really have to talk to anyone it was nice you yeah. know for <laughs> introverts around the world and Vacation. so now after two years later we're like oh right we're supposed to be you know, evangelizing. Yeah. Okay, how do I do that from my couch? Uh, well, you wow. can't. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about it having that much effect. So you really think that? Like, I really you- do, especially yes. you know, with my generation. Like, okay, so I can work from my couch now. How can I? Yeah. Have a Bible study from my couch? How can hmm. I do this? And I think those things are good when we're in a pandemic and, and, you know, we're trying to stop the spread of a disease. Yeah, sure. But we're two years later. It's, you know, COVID is just a reality now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now go out and meet people. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially like, you know, kids who are younger than me, who in their, um, like main growing up phase. Yeah. They stayed home. They're like, wait, how do I do that? It's like, no, you have to go volunteer. You have to go to a football game and talk to a random person that you don't know, you know, or go to church and volunteer on the connections team. But I don't like talking to people. It's just saying hi every morning. You know, it's, it's little things like that. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to like go on the side of the street and say, be friends with me, free hug, (laughs) you know, but I'm just saying, you know, volunteer at a chain game, be a referee for peewee soccer. You right. know, there are different ways that you can connect with people that you don't even think about. Yeah. yeah. I always say find the things that you love and do it on purpose. Yeah. Just like the uh, blessings of the bike this week. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a bunch of guys that love to ride motorcycles mm-hmm. and you get together, right? Yeah. Just right. do it, but do it with purpose, right? So then get together and have an opportunity to build a relationship. And right. possibly through that relationship, you're going to have an opportunity to share the gospel, right. you mm-hmm. know, through either your life or the way that you live, but find those things that you love. Cause you're going to be naturally doing them anyway. Right. Right. So even like that, I love football. So I did, I ran the chain gang yeah. know, for the football. Then I became a football coach mm-hmm. and, you know, went down those sorts because it was natural. My kids were in it. I loved right. it. Yeah. And it just gave me an opportunity to do it on purpose. Right. right? And you know, women like get together and crochet. I like crochet. <laughs> and I'm Can you 20- crochet? Um, I used to be able to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start awesome. a running group. There you, you go. Are? I've already thought of it. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about it. I will okay. support you from And I know a couch. bunch of people that aren't saved that would want to do it. You could follow the Kevin Hart model. Do you know, <gasps> What's ooh, that? So Kevin Hart. Have you ever read his book? No. Yeah. You might. Oh, I better be careful because he swears in it. So I shouldn't say it on the uh, podcast. Is he a Christian? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> What's think his book so. About? so anyway, so he got on this like. What's his book about? His life, oh, okay. essentially. Oh, but okay. it's like uh, rough, like rough. Really? Oh, Is it like a memoir or a biography? Well, can you tell me the difference? Between a memoir and a yes. biography? 
an autobiography would be like stating. Oh, I don't know. No, auto isn't it? Somebody asked me that the other day. I feel like like, memoirs are more just like memories and stories about your life, where autobiography is literally every event. But I feel like they are very similar. I don't know. Like, so start. It's him reading it. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's his story from his childhood. All the way up to essentially today okay. on how he made it as a comedian. Oh, you know. But anyway, it's not at the end of it. He was talking about like he's essentially made it right because he's made all the oh, money. Yeah. So yeah. In the world's view, he's right. made it because right. he's making all kinds of money from movies, from stand up. He's selling mm-hmm. out football stadiums. But he was like, I want to have influence. So he started. He sent out a tweet, and he would run every Sunday. So he sent out this tweet that oh. said, "Run with me Sundays." And so the first week there was like 20 people and then the next oh week my there gosh. was 30 and then it got up to 6,000 and then... There you go. Follow Yeah, so Kevin the point Hartwell. just was from a social media response, it was just called it Run With Me Sundays. Oh, okay. And they're so not they, meeting up and doing this? Yeah. They met up no, and ran together through the Holy city. crap. Could you imagine? Well, I guess it'd be just like a race. No, I don't know. The point just was yeah. using their influence right, right for him yeah. saying... Bring us together and run. So you can yeah. do that. You got a big social media following. So you could bring people oh, on yeah. and say, run Just with like me Kevin whatever Hart. day. Just right? like Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah right. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Just like no, Kevin I'm Hart. saying, yeah. but it's using no, I know, yeah. what you love, using the influence you have. To say, hey, let's get together and let's just do it together. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be that complicated. That's what he was trying to say. Right. We try to overcomplicate all of these things. Of- exactly. Yes, That's what, it's just a simple thing that. You go volunteer at the meal ministry or something right. like that. Right. Show up, do something, let yeah. God do the rest. Exactly. Right. Okay. Do we have more we questions? Do. Okay. So that was from texting. So here we go to our YouTube. Okay. So Kathy Cool Times, she wants to know, it says in the Bible, you can never be good enough to get into heaven. We are saved by faith that Jesus died for our sins. Is this not what you think? Is there more to get to heaven? Are you answering that first? Let's ask this question. Uh-huh. Does it say in the Bible that you're never that you'll never be good yeah, enough? Yeah, it does say that, doesn't it? Where? I don't know. I feel like I've heard you say that. We're never good enough, but he is. But is he the Bible? No, I'm asking, like, what does scripture no, say he from the is standpoint? Like, uh, I get you. I get you. you. No, I know. Right. Yeah, so how is it? So let's, because I think that's when we do say that, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is the most important thing to say. So I'm paraphrasing, right? right? Okay. I'm not saying, so I'm paraphrasing the essence of what scripture says is that, because people always ask this question, how good is good enough? In fact, Andy Stanley wrote a book think a mm-hmm. while back on how good is good enough. Mm-hmm. So scripturally understanding, you'll never be good enough. So right, what right. does that even mean? And how do we, how do we get that out of scripture? How do we come to the concept of that we'll never be good enough? So we put a phrase to something that is the holistic view of what scripture says, mm-hmm. but how do we get to that? Well, the never be good enough verse, isn't that referring to works? Like that's what it means. Like you can never just get yourself into heaven by doing good things or Mm -hmm. being a good person Mm is it's by faith. Right. Well, but again, remember, so this is what scripture would talk about. Mm -hmm. So here's what we know is that a perfect God cannot be in a relationship with a sinful man. Right. So what we're Mm -hmm. trying to determine is when we're saying good enough, Mm -hmm. what would it take for a sinful man to stand in front of a holy God? Right. That's that whole good enough. What do you have to do to be able to make that happen? Right. So, 
works. That's mm-hmm. what we were talking about. So some people would say, if I am a good person, if I go to church, right. if I read my Bible, right. a holy God would, I would be able to stand in front of a holy God mm-hmm. because I'm good enough. Because yes. my Because I've done have, all the things I've needed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, scripture establishes this. The only way that a sinful man can stand in front of a holy God is by being covered by the blood of Jesus. Right. So when right. we say nobody's good enough, mm-hmm. you know, the answer to that is the only way we're made good enough, right. Is, by, is Jesus. by the blood of Jesus. So just again, paraphrasing or not paraphrasing, but right. putting together this idea of why do we say that? So when we say from the front, mm. nobody's good enough, the point just is it's not that we should feel bad about our works, right? Mm. Or that yeah. we should feel bad about our church attendance or reading the Bible. What it should say is make us make the reality that you have to have a savior, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing is we're pointing people That's to point. you need a savior because you'll never be able to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And don't forget who you're going to give the credit for. Right. Exactly. Right? right. Cause I think that's the other problem. Yeah. That's the other thing is why are you doing the works? Right. Is it just so that you'll get to heaven or is it because you're doing and living faithfully for Jesus? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's right. the crux of it. Yeah. And I think the thing that we need to remember is, is that the whole idea of it is, to be in a relationship. Like we do mm-hmm. it all out of love. Right. Like the, the idea of why we do what we do is we're doing it out of love, not out of the idea of tipping the scale. Well, and it's, right. and if, even, it. even if you look at a husband and wife relationship, you know, the wife isn't doing the dishes just because she knows she has to do the dishes. Right. She's doing it out of love right. so that her husband doesn't have to do it. Right. You know, right. if you, if you get to a relationship where you're doing it just because you know, it has to be done. That's where the breakdown happens. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this just so she won't yell at me. Well, that's a different motive. Right. And it's the same in the Jesus or in the God, yeah. you relationship. If you're sitting there going, I'm doing all this and you're still not blessing me, then, then you're going to get angry at God. Right. Because you're not doing it out of love. You're doing it to get something from God. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. it's all the motive behind what you're doing. Well, and again, you explained it really good. That's something we can relate to. So yes. a lot of people can relate to this idea that are you doing things in your relationship just to tip the scale? Mm-hmm. Look how much more I've done than exactly. what you do. Or are we just doing it because I love you? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And in true good relationships, we do things because we love them. Yeah. Like we're doing it because... Yeah, we want to. We're doing it because we know you and we love you and we see you and we want to be a part of that. And that's that same concept: is we act out of love. Mm-hmm. Like right. True relationships acts out of love, you know. And so, for us, it's this by admitting because I think it when we say the good enough thing, mm-hmm. it's it's to put us in a proper posture and to put us in a proper perspective, right? Yes. Because. Too many people later on in their life, like they don't have that problem before they're saved saying, Mm -hmm. I'm terrible. Yes. Yeah. 20 years worth of religion, people have a hard time saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I say it, I'm no different than I was then. Still, I'm saved Mm -hmm. by the grace of God. I mean, I'm different in my walk and I'm different in my relationship. You still need him. But I'm still at this, from a standing in front of God, I'm at the same place. Jesus put me in the place that I'm in. I'm right. only in right standing because of Jesus. Right. Yeah. So I maybe got it. What was the question? So she I... wanted to know, is it just by, um, faith alone? I think that's what it was. Cause towards the end, hold on. 
Yeah, and we can talk about that while you're looking, just to clarify. Because again, this is the thing that that James talks about is like right. this whole idea of being good enough, right? Mm-hmm. So we establish two things to stand in front of a holy God or to fix what was broken, right. which was a relationship only can be done by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. But from that point on, the things that we do, right, is not just sit around, right? right. We talked about right. that. We do things, you know, because we love that person. That's the part that we were talking about on the second half of mm-hmm. it is, is that when we when we act on faith, so just as an example, we'll put it into back to Sarah's example. That was a I good think example. It's good because Thanks. she's doing it right in love on faith, mm-hmm. right? That regardless of whether her husband reciprocates it, notices her that night, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter. She's doing it right in love by faith that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same concept we're saying with God. Yeah, right. The same thing is, is that. We're going to do things in faith and in love, mm-hmm. trusting, you know, that we don't have to have reciprocation back, but we're still right. going to be doing it for it. Right. And right. and I think a lot of people want this formula of A plus yeah, B equals sure. heaven. But I feel like everybody's journey is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Mike living by faith and by his works is going to look completely different than me living by my faith and by my works. Yep. So I can't sit here and go, okay, since I did it this way you're going to get into heaven because I did. That doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to live by your faith and your works are going to look different than everybody else's because your works, just like everybody else has different talents, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, yes, it is faith plus works together, but it has to be your faith plus your works. Yeah. I think the model that we can give, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think this is the easiest thing to say to get people like to bring clarity to it. Right. We're all getting to heaven in the same way, admitting that we are a sinner Mm -hmm. falling short of the glory of God and we need a savior. Right. How we then live out our Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. right? It should be completely different, right? Right. Because of the uniqueness in the way God made us. Exactly. Because of the personality differences. You know, Nick and I talk about this all the time. Like people will be like, you know, you have an impact because you're on stage, you know, and people see that living out my faith. But Nick has an impact and he's behind the scenes, right? But it's an impact, right? At the end of the day, impact is still impact. Yeah, exactly. Living by faith and it should look significantly different because if you just had a bunch of people that want to talk on the stage or just a bunch of people that want to sit in a room, we would miss it. Exactly. Or just a bunch of people would do it in a different way. Right. Yeah, in that we all get there because of Jesus. Our eternity is set because of Jesus, but the way that we live our life should be unique. We Mm -hmm. can look at your life and say, I could learn something, but at the end of the day, I should probably go back and listen to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You know, yes. in the midst of that. Right. Yeah. So we have any other questions, Jenny? Um, we don't have any more questions. Wait, we do have a response to the question that we asked Okay. on the last podcast, I believe. So this one was the one where um, when you feel like the Holy Spirit's talking to you, then mm-hmm. you should go and act on it. Mm-hmm. Isn't mm-hmm. that what we... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Karen Bennett had said... And I apologize. This is so small. Well, yeah, you don't have to apologize unless you're not watching. I know. I need need readers. Work, then you could (laughs) see why she's apologizing. Okay. So Karen Bennett said, answer to the last question. Holy Spirit sent an opportunity this week to me and Tom, which is her husband, to minister deliverance to a friend. 
hold on, I have to scroll over. This is really difficult. From our previous church, whom we had been in two previous deliverances sessions with for over maybe eight to ten years, who... This is awful. We might want to print things. I should have read that or like written it down, which I was going to, but now it keeps going off. Okay. Who hasn't received complete freedom? I set an appointment and we have met to discuss the previous sessions and what they think was missing or how it got derailed. We discussed the issues that they are having and their journey so far and it's okay. Yeah, they have a deliverance ministry. I can't click red do, And again, they listened. Follow the Holy right. Spirit, and then yeah. through right. following the Holy Spirit, that was an example. And yeah. We always love to hear stories of people because, yes. again, the things that we forget sometimes. God is living, Jesus Christ yes. is living, the Holy Spirit is in us, and He's doing, you know, amazing things with exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we are at the end. We're in an hour. Already. Oh, we wow. are. So, that was yeah, quick. So we, yeah, we're at the end of that. Yeah. So here's the way that we want to end. So we really encompassed a lot of what you know, we, through your life story and the things we were talking about, really go into, because we're in Revelations, we're talking about the right. night, we got to the Olivet Discourse, mm-hmm. Matthew 24, which was, you need to be ready, mm-hmm. you need to see the end of the times, and part of it was like, hey, you need to get your house in order, you need to take on this idea of a servant, mm-hmm. right, because right. your story encompasses that whole idea, like, Yeah, I understood it's not mine, mm-hmm. you know, I understood that I should then serve other people, right. and I should just do it in the midst of listening to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and right. that will be proof that we're ready. Right. right, That's the whole idea. Matthew 24, which says, these are the signs. Mm-hmm. Then the whole rest of 24 and 25 are, are you ready? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think what we talked about today is, is that nobody can sit there. Like a lot of people can say, yes, I'm ready, but you can't discount stories that you just told today. Mm-hmm. Right? The stories of what we're talking about and how the Holy Spirit works, that doesn't happen to somebody who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, right. who haven't positioned themselves in a place of yes. being a servant, mm-hmm. who hasn't looked at themselves as being a steward You know mm-hmm. of the things that God wants. So with all of that, what advice, Jenny, and we'll start with you unless you're blanked out again. So, <laughs> I'm always blanked. So we'll start with you. Blanked. If you would have advice, you know, mm-hmm. for our audience who, again, who would have listened to the message, you know, this last week right. and said, okay, I want to make sure that, you know, that I'm ready. So I'm looking at this whole mindset of being a servant. I'm mm-hmm. trying to understand how to be a steward. You know, mm-hmm. what does it look like to be a steward and how can I make sure that I'm living in that way? Would you have advice to them on things that they could do to position themselves mm-hmm. in that way? Well, number one is you can't do something that you don't know what you're supposed to do. So okay. if they don't know when, like, or what, the signs look like or mm. the end of times or even how to be a servant or even just being in the Bible in general, yeah. then it's going to be really hard to be ready if you're not understanding mm-hmm. what's to come, Yep, like what to look for. Right. Yeah. Good. Um, my biggest advice that I've learned over the last two years is um, learn how to read your Bible. Mm. I feel like a lot of people in my generation or the generation around me, like they only listen to the people that will digest it for them because yes. it's quick and it's instant and it's yep. easy. Yep. Like, why should I sit here over this verse for 30 minutes when Mike can just tell me about it in one right. or, you know, and I think <clears throat> my Bible study and I all went through Exodus and Genesis dissecting it. And I think that was the most powerful thing is being able to see context and realize it gives you power. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. 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 My biggest one is, is that 
and and part of it's because it's personal and part of it's because I just watch this in people's lives. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn how to be a steward, give your money away. Yep. Because if you don't have a, if you don't have a plan to give your money away Mm -hmm. and you don't have a plan to learn to be generous, it's really hard to say you're a steward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy in this world to take an ownership mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, because we work for everything. It's all ours and look what I've accomplished. And so, because he said it, I'm believing it. The number one competitor for my heart will always be the same thing. It's going to be money and possession. Mm-hmm. So the only way I can break that curse or break that hold is just to say, here, it's not mine. You know, because right. you can say yeah. it's not mine, but unless you give it away. Yeah. You know, it's so always different. tell people, get in it. Even if I wasn't the pastor of a church, mm-hmm. you need to get into a, preg- a regular practice of giving, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, to a local church and a regular pastor, a regular practice of if somebody needs, give. Right. Yeah. So that's faith. Both, those two things like by faith, I'm going to give to a local mm-hmm. church be, and by faith, if somebody has a need and I have the ability to meet the need, I'm going to do it. And if you, if you do that as practices in your right. life, because just to say, well, I'm going to do it. I don't, I mean, that's you different. Have a practice right. for me. Yeah. So I just think if some of our listeners are struggling with this whole stewardship right. mindset, you know, and this, you know, struggling with being an owner and wondering mm-hmm. if we can be a servant, then put practices in your place because mm-hmm. I get in place. Cause if you do those things, it's not like it's easy. No, right. it's not. You and know? you my can hus- talk yourself out of it every month. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and my husband always says to me, like all your possessions were here when you were born and they're all going to be here when you leave. Yep. It's not yours. Yep. You know, That's you're right. just borrowing them for a little bit. Yep. You came in naked. You're going out. Naked. Exactly. You know, I say that all the what time. What a party. So. <laughs> 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 well, again, thanks everybody for joining us on the roundtable. Sarah, thank you for hey, coming. Guys. You know, we love that you can come fun. on. Be I like that. Be looking for Sarah. Yeah, you know, around yes. the church. Yeah, you know, say hi. Come know, say hi. Yeah. I'm pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, come in, and again, encourage her. Talk with her through this yes. whole journey. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, get to know her. She's great. And we're really looking forward to what God's going to be mm-hmm. doing uh, in the future in your life. And just as a reminder, make sure that. Yes. Go ahead. So, because of everybody sending in all these amazing questions and comments and text messages. Oh my gosh, I just looked that way because that's where I'm used to looking (laughs) at the thing. But Nick's going to put the phone number up here so you can text us, you can comment on our YouTube. Maybe. There it is. There we go. YouTube. Good job. Um, Anything. We will reply to anything. So text podcast to 260-40883. A three. Yes. It's been a while since I've said that. Yeah. And again, but yeah, we want questions, comments, concerns. If you want to be a guest, if you know somebody who wants to be a guest, we just want to have you in the show. Right. Yes. Like make you feel like you're here. Right. Yeah. And again, don't forget, share it. I mean, it's a great way to do it. Yes. Jenny puts out little blurbs, I think. Clips. I'm not on social yep. media, but I think clips. she does. She does. Little clips out Every there. Week. Share them with other people. Mm-hmm. Again, the more stories that are told, the more opportunity we have to get into the lives of people. Yeah. The more opportunity it gives us to share the love of Christ. So okay. thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.